Hey everyone, um, not exactly the return to podcasting that I've been hoping for, but today is the 28th of July, 2022, and the board has announced suspensions for a few members, apparently. Um, well, a few people have posted publicly that they've been suspended, uh, presumably indefinitely. Presumably this will be confirmed, they will lose their kangaroo court appeal and be banned for life. And the, the two people most significantly wrapped up in this are Ben Steger, seven, eight-time national champion, current world shoot, world champion in production, um, and another guy who's been going by Practical Shooting Insights who basically just did the research, was, was doing, was looking into what practical, what USPSA was doing what they were saying, what their, their actual activity was. Um, he started out like auditing practice score and looking for cheaters and trying to find people with suspiciously high hit factors. But um, as it sort of became more and more obvious that the rot of the organization went to the top, he, he shifted his focus. And for that, he's, he's earned a lifetime ban. Um, I, I just, I can't, I can't, like, I honestly didn't think they would do this. I There was no part of me that thought it was a realistic scenario that in the modern world, you would just go banning members because they made fun of you on the internet. Like, I get it. Mike Foley threatened to do it in 2017. And, you know, he could have, right? He was he was president. The president can, can write a suspension letter, no problem. But actually getting the board to confirm uh, a suspension over speech on the internet i it i i didn't i just didn't think it would happen um i just have no words um and and that's the thing right i mean that's why this podcast has been pretty sparse is i just i don't i don't know what to say and more importantly i don't feel like there's any point in saying it um i've been busy I've got a one and a half year old um, work has been probably the most interesting uh, that it's been in a long time for me and it, it's been that way for a while and those two things and sort of just trying to keep up with a little bit of dry fire here and there and shooting a match or two a month it's kept me busy and and I just every time I look at this whole thing and I think okay I need to sit down and read the board minutes listen to the 30 NROI podcasts I've got on my phone and, and get caught up and, you know, get informed. I just say, nope. Like, I just, I can't bring myself to do it. I just, there, there's the, the organization that I know here in North Carolina and in South Carolina and in Virginia, like the, the, the area around here that runs matches, the actual USPSA shooters that I know are the best people. Like they're still doing the best job. I think the sport, is is in the best place it's been since I've been in it in this area. I think the matches are better than they've ever been, and the shooters are more motivated, more interesting. Um, yeah, everything's everything's great, but the organization is just consistently decision after decision. I mean, this I, I thought about before I hit record. I, I thought about trying to write down a timeline, and I knew if I did that then it would be midnight by the time I hit record and, and this would never get done. So I, I didn't, but I mean, it's, it's out there, right? I mean, this goes 
this goes all the way back to to Hammergate in gosh was it 2016 but you know when when a, a hammer uh, changing an external hammer was ruled a minor internal component on a on a production gun and i mean just from there it's been it's been a slow trickle of bad de- bad decisions and mistakes um obviously to some degree it's on the membership for voting to reelect Mike Foley and giving him a second term but then the board we thought was going to do the right thing and they got him out of there and we thought okay things are going to be better now and it turned out that it's the 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 actual rot is much deeper the actual rot is is the entire board i mean they made a point in the board minutes that they released today of going into executive session to discuss uh member discipline as they call it basically fired suspending and banning people who who have been extremely critical and don't get me wrong stegger stegger in particular has been very personally unkind in the last six months to a year because he's been trying to get a rise out of them but the thing you don't do when you're in a position of power is indulge that he only did it because he thought it would get a rise out of them and it did and i mean to be clear I think the only people who look bad from this whole thing are the board of directors. I think obviously the, the, the leadership of a board of an American gun uh, organization of American gun owners thinking that the right thing to do is squash people for saying mean things in the internet. Like that doesn't, nobody thinks that they're the heroes for this, but anyway, they go into executive session, they discuss all this and they come out of executive session and they make a point, which is, don't think again i haven't read the bylaws because if i started doing all that research this podcast would never get out i don't think they're required to take a roll call vote on this but they do and every single area director and the president nine votes yes to suspend these people not a one of them said wait a minute guys maybe maybe it's uncomfortable but we have been elected to positions of service and so we just have to have a thick skin try and do better and take it on the chin no no every single one of them said shit can those guys which again is puzzling because kicking somebody out of your organization that they barely shoot anyway right i mean when was the last time stegger shot a nationals kicking someone out of an organization that they barely shoot in anyway how is that going to stop them from posting on the internet Right. If anything, the one thing that 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 they had over their heads, this potential suspension is now gone. Right. So what is what is there any incentive to, I mean, have any to, to hold anything back now? There's none. I mean, these guys, they had one bargaining chip and they threw it away. And and they again, they only I they only made themselves look like petty tyrants who are willing to kill kill the, the, the little guys who are speaking up trying to point out what they're doing wrong and I mean I, I think you know obviously the the, this, the thing that was the most proximate event that tipped all this over was the, the, the ridiculousness about asking members to sign a waiver acknowledging that they were violating the law which 
why would you have the I mean, every time it came up, oh, they're not, you're not really violating the law. You're not really violating the law, right? Okay, yeah, if that's what you believe, then then why are you asking me to sign a waiver acknowledging it if you don't think it's actually a legal issue, right? You can tell me one thing, but when your actions say something else, the actions are what you really mean. So clearly, they were at least worried that, not that, that they personally would get caught with illegal mags, but that some member might, and it, they might try and take down the organization. And so they decided to cover their asses about it. And I mean, it just, it, it never should have happened. Yes. Cameo looks like a great facility, but we just drawing that level of attention to it. It was going to cause problems sooner or later. Anyway, I don't want to get into that, that whole discussion again. Whatever it was, the way it was handled was not good. The fact that they've now moved the match to Talladega, which is not really a suitable venue for nationals either. The fact that that they moved the match tells you that they know that this is an unacceptable risk. So why didn't they move the match for two-gun? Anyway. So. I just, yeah, I, I... I have, the good news is, so basically everything that I've been doing shooting related since I basically stopped podcasting and trying to, you know, be a, a voice at the, at the national level, I've been focusing a lot of my energy on running a local outlaw match here in North Carolina. And that match has gone completely gangbusters. Um, it's, it is, it is a hoot every time we do it. We have the, the one the one thing that I don't love about it is that is that we're just because of our space and our timing, we're restricted to running two squads of 15. So we can only get 30 people in a night and but the match fills up in an hour um, and we get, you know, 28, 30 shooters every time. And I'm running it. You know, it's, it's based on another outlaw time plus match that we used to run at a at a, another range here in town that got uh kicked out when when the uh the sheriff of the county when sheriff gerald baker who just lost his primary uh decided that he didn't want the taxpayers of wake county to have access to the wake county public uh what's it called wake county firearms education and training center yeah it was basically a building built for the sheriffs to use during the day and he said and then you know the citizens of the county could come shoot at night and they had leagues and they had this match and he said nope this is just for us we don't want you guys doing it he ended up getting his hand slapped now the whole facility is managed by i think fish and wildlife but the match is gone but we sort of revived it at a at another indoor match or another indoor range and we have a lot more freedom there because it's not it's not the government's not involved and so uh there's actually a a a good more good bit more appetite for doing interesting things or at least willingness to just kind of let us do our thing um so you know being an indoor range we can't have steel or you know we don't they don't want us to do to use anything steel so you know we've got a workaround of we've started shooting bowling pins you know i made a little rig where you can put a bowling pin on top of a two by four knock it off and that's your that's your knockdown target and people are loving it you know we're getting first time match shooters we're getting people who shot usbsa regularly um it is it is a it really has been an extremely rewarding endeavor to get to put on this match and and really try and strike that balance of something that is approachable 
where all the shots are are attainable by somebody shooting their first match with a with a Sig P365, which a number of people do. Uh, we we have some regulars that shoot those, and that's you know that in my mind that's the gun that that every you should be able to finish the match satisfactorily with that gun. And so I don't try and do anything super duper crazy hard. The idea is the challenge comes from letting the shooter make the shots harder by you know trying to move trying to shoot early coming into position trying to shoot fast that kind of thing and so you know it's a four stage match once a month but you know usually one stage will be some kind of little kind of mind game drill type thing where you go to one position and you know shoot all body shots and go to another position and shoot all head shots or you know something like that that's just stipulated in the stage brief the kind of stage that you you, you just can't build under USPSA rules because you just, in USPSA stage design criteria, you are not allowed just to tell the shooter, hey, go here, do this. USPSA, for for what it is, is very good. And I think it's, it's the way that it's a very good rule set for determining national and world champions. Uh, but for, you know, trying to put on a match at, a, at an indoor range, being able to just have a little more control and just say to the shooter, hey, go here, do this it's it's beneficial and you get to do stuff that stretches people and makes them go hmm i never thought about that um the the very first time we used the bowling pin i actually made it so the stage brief said you had to take the magazine out of your gun set it down on the barrel and then you had the one bullet in the chamber to, to knock down the magazine to knock down the, the bowling pin with and this was inspired by some of the brutality or two-gun action challenge matches which will do something like that usually they do it with a rifle and you drop the magazine, shoot the last shot, and that demonstrates that the gun's unloaded, so you can go down range and treat it as unloaded, which is smart for their purposes. But even here, where it was, a, it was the last shot of the stage, just having it be that 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 pressure, you know, this was the first time anyone had been had shot this bowling pin, so it was kind of a new, uncertain challenge. Nobody felt complacent about it, and you had you had one shot to do it with. And a surprising number of people failed. Um, I honestly, I thought that it was that it was going to be kind of a layup. You know, when you only have one shot, you'll take as long as it takes to to get that perfect sight picture and trigger press. But there was the, the adrenaline and the novelty of it. It definitely got some people out of their comfort zone. And you know, to me, that's that's the practical part of practical shooting. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fun to shoot gamer guns, but you know, it's also it's, it is also very rewarding to me to give people who want to train with carry or duty guns, not train with, practice with carry or duty guns, the chance to bring those guns out and see how they actually do on the clock. See, you know, what's the difference? How much better do you shoot with a Glock 19 versus a Glock 34? You know, it might not make as much difference as you would think. And so giving people that opportunity in, in a smaller scale, you know, to do stuff that honestly USPSA doesn't do and that's fine each each sport has its own purpose but this match um, again whenever I think about having time to invest in something right whether it's trying to read up and be informed and stay in the loop on all the local all the latest drama and you know form an opinion write a blog post put out a podcast I just I can't I can't bring myself to do it. There's just, it doesn't feel like there's any point. And I mean, you know, what happened today definitely, definitely doubles down on that. It definitely, uh, 
the, the the feeling that the board is not only not listening, they are actively actively banning people who speak out and criticize them. I mean, the the fact that the the presidential runoff election is between Bruce Six, who voted for these bannings, and Yi Min Lin, who famously before the the initial election went on an interview and said, yeah, I think we should have, we should have uh, codes of conduct and speech codes and people should be, you know, held responsible for their speech, even, even outside the match and compared us to professional athletes. Like anybody does this for a living. I mean, it's the, 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 the level of cluelessness required to even formulate that logical argument in your head is just astounding. And the fact that, that these two people are our best chances, not our, not our best chances, these are our only options for someone to replace the president. We had one board seat turned over in the release, in, well, two, two board seats turned over. One is going to someone who seems like he's relatively um, straight shooting. Frank Rizzi is gonna be the new Area 7 director. So, you know, maybe some of these nine to zero votes will become eight to one, but I mean, so now we wait another year for another two area director elections. I mean, it just the the idea of this this giant ball of shit rolling downhill and just continuing to pick up speed and just getting worse and worse. It just I don't like I don't know where it ends and I don't know how it stops literally other than than voting every single one of these people off the board and replacing them with people who actually have the best interest of the sport and the members in mind like that that i mean that's all i got and that's that's a four-year plan right i mean board members serve four-year terms so it's going to be another three years until the other six seats go up through elections and who knows if if there'll be somebody who can you know actually get enough votes in each of the areas someone who's usually hard working right is busy focusing on running their own match i mean frank rizzi from what i've heard you know is busy running his match in new york state of all places right so i mean this is a guy who is, is struggling against a pretty strong headwind i'd have to imagine but he makes it work, right? He He's busy. He's in the trenches. He's doing that. He's got a day job. But, you know, somehow he was able to, to get the word out and, and get elected. And, I mean, maybe maybe if we can get four more people on the board, some of these things can start to be undone. I, I'll be honest. I still haven't even, like, since the whole package of bylaws went through, I, I've, I keep telling myself that, you know, this is going to be the week. This, you know, so some some evening this week I'll sit down read all the bylaw changes and I just, I haven't done it. I can't bring myself to do it. Cause I just, it's just going to freaking depress me. I mean, like I'm, I, you know, I'm talking about getting a majority on the board here, but from, you know, what everybody was saying at the time, there's a whole bunch of stuff that now requires a, a, a three quarters majority of the board. You think that was an accident? No, they want this to be hard for even, even a, a, a small vocal minority to try and have a voice in their organization. And um, I, like, 
when I look at the chessboard, right, they have all the power. Like there's no, there's nothing we can do. I mean, at best we can try and vote members out and board, uh, yeah, board of directors members. We can vote them out, you know, one or two at a time year by year. But unless some of them just decide to, to, to resign and go do something else, they're impervious to, to criticism. They are so convinced of their own genius. And to be fair, they have a number of bootlickers that tell them that they're great. And when they go to local matches, you know, the people that talk to them to their face say they're great. Um, and obviously banning a few people for speaking out is only going to make people more bootlickers, right? Do you think anybody wants to get a ban for, for being rude now? I mean, that's the, the Overton window has shifted. We couldn't ban Tony Cowden, but we can ban these guys. Like that window has shifted. It is now much more on the table that you will be, if you, if you conduct any kind of rigorous, sustained criticism of the board, you will be banned. That is now on the table where it wasn't six months ago. What are, what is happening? So, like I said, um, I mean, things, you know, things are good. I, I feel like I'm not getting to shoot as much as I'd like to. I'm not getting to practice or dry fire as much as I'd like to. But I'm still in it. I'm still, I still feel like every time I go to a match, I'm, I'm learning a few things. I'm still enjoying the, the slow climb up the hill. You know, I'm not, I'm not making progress the way I once did, you know, being a, being a father and all that is it comes with the territory, I suppose. Um, but I'm I still I'm still enjoying the ride. I'm still enjoying being a part of the the sport and and spreading the larger sport of practical shooting. Like I can't recommend USPSA as a discipline to people, but I wish that I could have a hundred people coming to this this match that I'm putting on because I think it is closer to the spirit of what the sport is supposed to be about for everyday people. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still as plugged into that stuff as ever. And I'm getting a lot of value out of that. I, I, I wish I had the time and the energy and the focus to dig in and to listen to these, these people and all their backwards idiotic ideas about how things aren't broken and everybody on the internet's just whiners and these problems don't really need to be solved and the new calibration rules are actually really great you know if you think about it and you yeah i've been to a number of matches and nobody's complained about them and and just i mean on and on i just i can't do it um and i know that 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 handicaps me because i i am not an informed member of the you know whatever discussion because i don't I can't bring myself to actually let these people poison hours of my life by trying to understand their stupidity. So that's why, that's why I haven't been talking much. I, I feel like I always tried to hold my podcast to a very rigorous, well-researched standard. And I just can't, I can't hit that anymore. I can't bring myself to do it. Um, and I don't, really see that changing anytime soon um you know there was a time when you read some board minutes and they made pretty much sense because there were actual 
reasonable human beings voting on the decisions and writing them and that you know that that time is just gone and and i just i don't i don't see how we get back there without voting every single one of these guys out and putting in someone who will not be such a self-serving douchebag but north carolina section match is coming up in a, in a couple of months um it, it's going to be staff reset as always we've got actually we've got a little bit more staff than uh than than we were planning for so it should be running smooth um i'll be i'll actually be running chrono for the match and getting a chance to put some of the things that i've talked about on this podcast and on my blog into action uh, about how i think chrono could be run much 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 better than the way that it's run now which you know a four-year-old could cheat at if they were really dedicated um so you know all these all these local things are good like i actually enjoy shooting i enjoy the whole hobby more when i just ignore all the national bullshit and i know that doesn't help you guys i know that that doesn't help the organization um but i i just i I don't i don't see how me dragging myself through that would would make a difference I, i don't see how i'm in a position to do that so um Yeah, because I mean, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't have any particular inside track to any information. I mean, you know, credit to practical shooting insights for digging up what he could with all public, you know, records and and practice score data and just getting, you know, talking to people and getting asking questions and getting data from you know people who know things. But um, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's been basically a second job for him doing this and. Um, I just I don't I don't have the bandwidth to do that. I wish I did. I wish I could help, but I, I don't see how I can. So here I am. Uh, this is this is the best I can do. So I hope to see if you're listening to this. I hope to see you out on the range. I hope you can come make a match here sometime. I hope you can put the North Carolina State match on your on your calendar. It will. I think definitely be worth the drive. The staff is second to none. The stages are second to none. It's it's just it's the best match that we can put on. And it's not rocket science, you know. We've we've talked about how we do it. We've worked through it year after year. It gets better every year. And it's just baffling why a bunch of podunk people in North Carolina can put on a better match than a nationals consistently i mean maybe it's because we only have to do one a year rim shot but anyway i hope to see you all out on the range um if you want to shoot me an email or something bennett barryshooting.com that'll get to me and um yeah sorry i don't have better news or some ray of sunshine to bring but i think this is just going to be a big ball of suck for a long time and if it gets better it'll take a couple of years and a couple of area director elections um and by a couple i mean four or five so a lot that's where we're at talk to you guys next time